Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 14, where we discuss botanical medicine with Rachel Alm, nutritional therapy practitioner, instructor, and master medical herbalist. Learn how she began to use botanical medicines to address inflammatory bowel disease and how that led to offering her products through her company, Open Road Botanicals. We'll hear about the role of emotions, social support, and other factors in achieving optimal health. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Functional nutrition is similar to functional medicine in that it seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's hear from Rachel. Hey, Rachel, welcome back. So great to have you on the show again today. Thank you. Delighted to be here. In our last episode that we recorded together, we talked about your your background um, in education, how you learned about nutritional therapy and how you became a nutritional therapy practitioner, and finally, an instructor for the Nutritional Therapy Association. So um, quite a journey there. In this episode, I would love to talk to you more about your work with botanical medicine, sort of um, how that came about and um, how that has developed for you. Maybe you can just tell, tell me a little bit more about um, the origins of that Sure, sure. So I was incredibly fortunate to be brought up in beautiful places away from large urban areas. So I had the opportunity every day growing up to have my feet on the bare earth and to observe the the flora and the fauna and the changing of the seasons. And um, I was just kind of innately drawn to the earth and... Um, didn't know the names of the plants or their functions uh, at the time, but certainly as I became more and more interested in health and healing, it was a natural direction for me to go in terms of courses of study to look at botanical medicine and see how that not only incorporates into the nutritional therapy work that I do with clinical assessment and bio-individual recommendations, but also, and maybe most importantly, how it applies to my own health and the health of my family. Um, I just see a beautiful reflection of ourselves in the plants that surround us. I believe that relationship with the earth is truly the medicine in and of itself. I do have a really strong understanding of um, the actions and the applications of different plants for different ailments and illnesses, but I don't always like to practice from that strictly allopathic perspective. I really like to recognize the multi-dimensional capacity of plants to support our healing and our health and vitality on so many levels, and that care for plants equals care for self. 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's so delightful that um, you, you talked about being married to a, a forester. So your love of plants is shared with your spouse. <laughs> yes, in a way. So he, uh, my husband is a park ranger for the National Park Service. And so he is committed to protecting these beautiful public lands that are our nation's treasures. And so he certainly, and that was part of our, our early spark was, um, we I like to say that we fell in love over a series of camping trips where we got to just live very simply close to the land understand our processes for um you know our our little portable home our little tent and how we were going to prepare our food and our you know shelter and and um, warmth and all of these things so indeed he and I share a love of plants and the natural world in a big way so at what point, um, so you, you've lived in, in, I'm sure, fabulous places, but at what point did you um, start becoming interested in herbs and herbalism, and how did that kind of blossom into you developing a product line? Well, so I would say one of the big turning points for me was my own personal diagnosis of inflammatory bowel disease, and this is uh, 14 years ago now, where I first went through all the mainstream medical methods of um, managing a very, very serious disease. And it, you know, I think many can relate to this experience of, of having a chronic illness that has so many mysterious components to it. We don't know how it started. We don't know what triggers it. We don't know how to stop it. And as far as mainstream medicine goes, there are some very real limitations to treatment. Um, maybe it will work, but it will have severe side effects. Um, maybe it will work, but the cost is too high. Uh, maybe it won't work, and there's really nothing else that they can think of to do. Um, and this is no criticism to, to any modality of healing. I, I totally um, have been saved by modern medicine. So I'm, I'm grateful for the many ways that I have been healed and supported in, in different ways. But it became clear that I needed to look at other alternatives that were a bit more nuanced, perhaps um, equally gentle and more effective for my body. Um, things that my body could recognize and could be assimilated into the body easily instead of being, being viewed as a foreign invader or, or, or some toxic invader of some kind. So I began to consult various healers and, and also looked at plant-based practices and earth-based practices. So, so plant medicine, but also um, just meditation and, and mindfulness and, and deep breathing and, and finding strength from the earth and um, strength from a spiritual practice. Uh, so it just felt more right to me that the majority of my healing was coming from from the natural world to the extent that it is possible. Mm -hmm. And so to this day, that is how I manage my IBD. And I am so grateful for the tools that I've learned, the information that I've received, um, and, and the wisdom that has been imparted on me, both from healers and from the plants themselves. And so I really 
felt after many years of making my own plant medicine and deeply studying the, you know, the pharmacokinetics and the, the mechanics of, of medicine on my body, that it was time to share it with others, or at least at the very least to um, try in a, you know, clinical environment, see if what's working for me might also work for others. And so I had a major moment of clarity in recognizing that just bringing plant medicine to a symptom, while it might alleviate some of the symptoms and be a nice um, soothing addition to kind of reduce some of the discomfort, is really not getting to the next layer of, of how is this illness affecting the whole body and the whole person. And it became very evident to me that there is an emotional component that is very real for those of us living with chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And there are also many associated or accessory issues that the body faces because of this disease activity. And so often it has to do with blockages, mm. elimination pathways that are not flowing. We hold on to burden and that burden is ultimately what stands in the way of, of release and acceptance um, and greater healing and vitality in my humble opinion. So that was a long way of summarizing my production of medicines that are supporting the pathways of elimination in the body. So I look at the lymphatic system, the digestive system obviously being one of those superhighways for, for eliminating, um, the lungs, the cardiovascular system, the kidneys, and then also um, my newest product, I, I'm just so pleased with it, it's called Heart and Soul, and it's really meant to address more of the emotional toxicity that we hang on to in terms of negative talk or limiting beliefs or grief, shame, and, and other um, emotions that come from some trauma that accompanies living with chronic disease. So I, my aim is to address each of these pathways and, and recognize that we're all unique and still with the body's innate wisdom and ability to recover and rebalance, we can support that process through toning and allowing space for burden to be released. I think you said that you were your own, you were like your first client, right? Um, with you develop these um, botanical medicines for yourself. Can you talk a little bit about how they helped you to improve your health? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, as I mentioned, I was first really looking specifically at gut healing because my disease is specific to the lining of my digestive tract. Um, it, it's kind of a no-brainer that I would need to bring in soothing support to heal the mucosa, to regenerate tissue, and create a smooth mucosal lining um, for that digestive tract. And so I was looking at every possible digestive aid, digestive support, healing, you know, gut healing protocols. And while all of those are absolutely worthwhile and effective, you know, including rebalancing the microbiome, I, it was that I still 
had other challenges and there were things that were impacting my body's ability to shift out of disease activity and into a space of remission. And so much of that had to do with the fear, the trauma, the shame, the isolation that I felt. And it was developing relationships with plants and then uh, being, you know, willing to ask and receive some of the medicine that plants offer us. That was a turning point for me, for sure. And I've seen that in our practices as nutritional therapy practitioners, we can ask our clients, you know, where, what do you want to focus on? You know, and someone will be most likely to talk about a symptom that's really affecting them um, or maybe kind of an external goal. But I have seen the big magic happen when we start to talk more specifically about the emotional component involved in relationship with ourself, relationship with our body, you know, the self-talk, the self-image that we have, and what is it that we really need to let go of that is stopping us from getting over the hurdle and moving into a space that is rich for for healing and recovery, self-awareness, self-love, um, and acceptance. I think that is so true. Um, I think that that the emotional layer and the emotional roadblocks to recovering your health um, are probably underestimated greatly. I think they're you know really important issues to to recognize and to address along the road to healing. I agree completely. I think yeah. that's a component that just folds in so beautifully. So we've got nutritional therapy and. Um, we talk about the the wheel of wellness there are so many different spokes on this wheel of wellness and i you know i'd say that alterations to our nutrition might be the most influential changes that we can make to support our our health but there's so much more we need to be looking at mindset and um you know this this botanical medicine is a piece and and the relationships that we have and physical movement and you know social support and and also um, job satisfaction there's so many different pieces of that puzzle but um kind of an overarching piece of that really is is our emotional well-being and our perception of our life and gosh i just firmly believe that that um where your thoughts go energy flows um mindset really is everything and when we talk about you know just as an example we talk about digestion and how we because digestion is literally the assimilation of nutrients that are needed to build and sustain life we cannot have that life sustenance until we have good digestion. I would say the same is true for our overall well-being. We cannot really transform into a space of, of vibrant health if our mindset is not central to that effort. And I, you know, I would also say that there's some chicken and the egg scenario going on there because of how 
our diet impacts our emotional well-being, how our physical realities impact our emotional well-being, and vice versa. So I think it really is just a daily practice, and, uh, and it involves major intention to say, I'm going to show up each day uh, with gratitude, and I am going to see this open road before me, opportunities to heal. I can rewrite my story. Um, this is my one wild and precious life. So well said. You were talking a little bit about how you were using botanicals to um, aid your own health and your own recovery. How has it helped you in, you know, with your, uh, I think you mentioned family members, health issues. Yeah. For sure. So uh, we have just embarked on a pretty new journey within our family, one that I'm actually really humbled and honored to be a part of. And that is for my son. We've got two kids and um, our little guy we've just learned has some exceptionalities that um, make learning difficult for him. And so we've just made a big decision to homeschool. So I'm a new homeschooling mom. And um, this term twice exceptional. It was a new one to me. I I would love to connect with those of you who are also walking this path of raising twice exceptional children, but that term means that there is some kind of uh, developmental delay or challenge or learning issue of some kind, plus uh, a highly gifted intellect. So high IQ plus some kind of developmental or learning challenge. Um, So that creates a very unique set of needs for a child, especially who's trying to go through the mainstream educational setting that does not always um, support the needs of a twice exceptional child. So I am on this really exciting new path of discovery and practice with my son that um, you know being a longtime educator I love the challenge of creating lessons that are really um, kind of high level and challenging for his amazing brain and also are delivered in a way and in an environment that supports his unique uh, kind of more biological needs um, you know recognizing that all of our nervous systems are, are, are delicate and when we're in an overstimulated place or when there's high expectations and low opportunities for energy outlet, um, we tend to run a little bit haywire. Our systems just really don't function in, in the most optimal way. Um, so I am loving that I can create this environment for my boy, but also that there are things like herbal medicines to support children with unique and special needs um, that have been profoundly impactful already as we have started out this homeschooling year. So um, I'm making lots of great medicine for my family and it's something that I can't wait to to make more of and to share with those who are interested. Um, And a couple things I'll just share. Many of you may be familiar with the plant Melissa, also known as lemon balm. It's in the Nervine family of plants. I have loved it for years, if only just because it is the most beautifully fragrant and tasty citrusy um, plant in the mint family. I love to sip 
lemon balm tea um, or just to grow it in my garden and to rub it and to smell it and um, we say in herbalism that lemon balm gladdens the heart and so I just love to think about that being the the message or the understanding in the herbal community around this plant I use it for my son to help um, kind of bring up the heart emotions and bring down some of the nervous system stress and strain. Um, so just a beautiful support for balance. It can reduce anxiety. It can also uplift the heart and and um, just support ease through your day. Uh, I also have been growing California poppy, which does extremely well in this very arid high desert region that I live in. And we can use the roots, the flowers, and the seed pods from California poppy um, as a very effective remedy for moments of acute anxiety or insomnia, panic, um, just a, a lovely medicine there. And then the other thing that I'm just a huge fan of many of you who know me know that I love ashwagandha uh, for adults and for children so we think of that as a it's an adaptogenic herb that's lovely for um, kind of calming the spirit and uh, excellent for for those of us who get easily worked up uh, it's a nice way to soothe and wind down and to just create a more even nervous system response when there are moments of stress in our day. So that's been an exciting component in addition to my current reality as homeschooling mom to a kid with unique needs. So how do you use those, Rachel? Are you creating tinctures? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, all kinds of things, actually. So tea, we, you know, an infusion is a tea, and that is by far the easiest way. So just plants become so accessible when you just, uh, we call it garble. So to kind of break up some plants and pour hot water over it, let it sit, strain it out, and sip on that tea. You're taking in those medicinal constituents of that plant in a very, very gentle dose. Um, so plant medicine is just so very safe. It's, it's not common to have an adverse reaction at all. Um, uh, conversely, it will take many consistent doses of herbal medicine to actually affect change in the body in any significant lasting way. Um, so regular cups of tea. So this is something that is part of our practice each day at home in homeschooling is mm -hmm. that we start with a cup of uh, canna tea or one of the tea blends that I make is called It's All Good. Uh, it's a combination of nervine plants like the lemon balm I mentioned. Um, plus oat straw, plus holy basil, rose hips with the vitamin C that nourish the adrenals, peppermint for a nice uplifting bright aroma. Um, so we'll start each day with, with the herbal tea. And we also do yoga and mindfulness and loving kindness meditation together, which just makes my heart so happy to be doing that with my son. Um, and then we also do tinctures as well. So the lemon balm tincture, the California poppy tincture and the ashwagandha tincture. So I do those in a glycerin base so that they're alcohol free. Mm. And that's, um, you know, generally preferred if you're giving tincture to children. And it does a 
pretty decent job. Not as effective as alcohol in extracting all of the constituents, mm. but still, you know, safe and, and highly effective. So I like to do that. And occasionally I'll make a syrup or um, maybe a lozenge. So I might powder herbs and mix it with a little honey mm. and let it bake on really low temperature. And then you have a little lozenge that you can suck on that's really nice for kids too. Wow. So do you recommend, if people are interested in these products, do you recommend that they go to your website and order them? Or do you feel like more information is needed and they need to work with a practitioner? Well, so that's a great question. My goal ultimately is to help the helpers to train those who are out there practicing to use herbal medicines. The formulas that I have created are totally available to the general public and they are so broadly applicable for most people. And I have provided caution statements and general you know, indications and, and recommended use for each thing that I make, but I also think think that if you are dealing with a, a major health issue or you're wanting to take herbal medicine in a more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but, but uh, more involved protocol, working with a trained herbalist I think is really, really important. Um, and so part of my work will be to provide training programs for practitioners to use these products and then beyond that there is mentoring for me from me to practitioners and i also on a very limited basis can take some one-on-one -on -one clients um, so those are some options i have available and i'm very happy if anyone has questions about my products i'm so so happy to talk with anybody who's interested so um, my email i sincerely mean it go ahead and email me rachel at openroadbotanicals.com and you can also sign up for my newsletter and i'll send little um, educational pieces and applicability resources for some of these plants growing in my region and the formulas that I use. So um, bit by bit, I encourage anybody who's drawn to herbs to develop relationship with plants to just try a few and become very familiar with those and understand the effects on the body and the taste and, and um, you know certain times of day that it might affect you differently. And we can continue a conversation. Uh, if you're using my products through Open Road Botanicals, I warmly welcome your feedback and your questions about how it's working for you. And if you're in practice and want to use these with your clients, I sincerely believe that it can be a game changer for getting over hurdles and moving into the next phase of healing. So watch for offerings from me uh, in terms of practitioner training coming up soon. Oh, that sounds great. I'd love to learn more about that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. It's been wonderful talking with you and learning more about what you do. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy, or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, 
be well, and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2019 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benz.